Hi guys, and welcome back to the 16th episode of the Couch on Ice podcast with your one host, Rylan. And the other, Jordan. Well, uh, just kind of a recap of last week's episode, just like we typically do. Our main talking point was talking about Robin Leonard and how he called out the NHL. We have not really heard much else about it. Um, I'm assuming the NHL probably just sweep it under the rug like they try to do with most things that they're not proud of. Uh, I'm not, I, I honestly don't know what's going to go on with yeah. that though. Hopefully something Hopefully comes someone else players. steps out, a couple other players step out and say something, um, just how they feel. But the problem is, is not a lot of people are open about yeah. mental health, which is a, which is well, unfortunate. And, and or I speaking out of, against speaking their out employers. Of, really. Exactly. Um. There just hasn't been much news about that. Uh, this whole week has pretty much just been talks about a lot of rookie talks this week. A lot of people make their debut. A lot of a big jump in the Calder mm-hmm. chase. Everyone thought it was all sealed up a month ago with Kaprizov, uh, with Della Della Bill Kirill. and But this, uh, this Robertson is holy crap. Yeah, he's uh, looking like Jason he could Robinson. steal it. He's, I think he has more points than Kaprizov. Or less points, but less like five less games, games or something. Yeah. And within a point. Yeah, he's looking okay. like the real deal. He's been awesome. And the reason why Dallas is potentially pushing into a playoff spot. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later on. Uh, we got the NHL TV deal with Turner Sports that we got to talk a little bit about. Um, excited to talk about that. I'm excited to hear more... Uh, Shaq hockey talk about the California Kings. <laughs> he did correct himself. <laughs> he did correct himself. But uh, if you haven't heard that clip, I would go watch it. It's... I don't think it's as bad as the Chicago Bruins, which he no, did correct he himself again, again after. But um, I love how he got New Jersey Devils. Yeah, that was the um, first right he got right. Funny story about that. The reason why he got that first, because he did a ceremonial puck drop in New Jersey. <laughs> Like five years ago or something. That's so funny. that's the only probably reason he knows. Um, he doesn't even know like NBA players' first names. So it's going to be even funnier watching him talk about sports uh, or hockey. Sorry. Uh, we also have, we'll probably bring up the McDavid because um, he is on an absolute tear. I believe in the past 12 games, he is a point per period. Which is nuts. That's a guaranteed three goals a game for Edmonton. Wow. They've been uh, fantastic as of late. A loss to the to the Flames the last night. Yeah, a big loss to the Flames. I'm um, really happy are, about that. Yeah. They have small chance small of chance. playoffs. It, but at the same time, Montreal's trying to play themselves out yeah. of a playoff spot at this point. And I, <laughs> they don't want to be there, but... They, they also don't have a lot of players right now. A lot are either injured, like Carey Price is injured. I'd be really impressed uh, if the Flames pushed it. but I, I'd be impressed, but I'd also be like, really, Montreal? Yeah. And, and like, in, as a hockey fan, I want Montreal to make the playoffs because a playoff series between the Leafs and Montreal would be Huge, awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's happened for... I, don't know the exact year very very long time i know like it's since at least the 90s uh so that would be sweet to see but no uh moving forward though we'll uh, i'll list out just kind of the news around the league and then we'll kind of get into our big talking points so uh let's start off with the 31st team power rankings uh the seattle kraken uh, because buffalo is 32nd they're officially an NHL franchise after they make their final after they made their final payment to the NHL. Yep. So it's not that there was any doubt it was going to happen, but it's yeah. official official now. Just they means can, now they can make the trades. They can make trades now. They can their contract. Well, they can't make trades now because it's it's they got to deadline. But they can talk GMs. to players. Um. Yeah, they're allowed to talk to other teams and all. Yeah, because I'm sure I'm sure almost every GM in the league is wanting to have sit down and have a conversation. Oh, for sure. Um, I bet they're a lot more cautious after what Vegas did to teams yeah, and Vegas decimated them. a lot. Um, but I can definitely tell. I bet teams like Tampa Bay are on the phone with them right now, yeah. saying, "Hey, can you please take Tyler Johnson's contract so we can keep our players?" Yeah, we don't want to lose Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah, exactly. Or, Braden Point down the road. Yeah, exactly. Be, so it, it's just big for a lot of other teams, but 
a couple of them I would be scared <laughs> to talk. Yeah. A, a lot, I should say. A lot of GMs, I'd be very nervous. I would say I'd be nervous about Buffalo, but if they give up more, then that means they get more high, high picks for the future. Excuse me. So... We'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, moving down the list, let's talk about some old guys. Yamari Yager is who played his 33rd season, I believe, in the Swiss League. No, nope, Czech League. <laughs> Was it the Czech League? Yeah, it's the uh, Czech League. Yeah, he played the Swiss League a couple of years ago. But So he played in the Czech League and decided, hey, I'm not going to retire. His team got promoted, so maybe if they didn't, he would have, but... I, I don't even think he would. I'm pretty sure he's so in debt gambling that <laughs> he needs to play he's, to keep his he's bills He's still up. going. So, what a beauty. Uh, moving on to yet another old-as-fuck player, Ilya Kovalchuk, mm-hmm. who has terminated his contract in Russia to come back to the NHL. And we all know how that went last time. We know a team's probably going to sign him because his name is Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah, he used to be good. And he's still got a good shot. Yeah, certainly. But I don't know who. Buffalo, probably. Yeah. <laughs> They'll sign to a $4 million contract. Um, yeah, for like seven years. For seven years and screw themselves even more. Uh, be, him and Jeff Skinner will be tearing it up on the oh fourth yeah, line. Oh, yeah, fourth line of dreams. At like Ilya Kovalchuk, Jeff Skinner, and Kyle Ocaposo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a line. <laughs> Well, Okpozo and uh, Skinner make $15 million combined, so add a $5 million Kovalchuk contract. Um, also, around the league, uh, a couple more teams clenched some playoff spots. So, uh, the Capitals and Penguins clenched in the game they played against each other. Because they yeah. went to overtime they Pittsburgh won. Caps got a point. Yeah, and Pittsburgh got two to tie the Caps for first. Uh, the Avalanche clenched as long as well as the Wild. So the top three in the Central. That might not. Nope, that's the West Division. Uh, in the West Division are all set. And then finally, the Leafs and Canes also clenched. Uh, no surprise no there. Surprise, Those yeah. teams are both good, in, very good in their division and throughout the NHL. I'd argue easily top ten between the two. Yeah. Um. So just uh. Just waiting on a couple more teams, but uh, looking at some teams that are officially eliminated, obviously we know Buffalo mm-hmm. is, we know New Jersey is, and Philly. the Philadelphia Flyers yep. rip our predictions, yeah, rip there goes 90% that. of people's predictions because no they shit for Carter Hart. Oh, definitely not, especially after his injury there. So it's, it's just been a nightmare this late in the season, like... After the first month, it just went downhill. They just yeah. kept dropping, dropping, yep. dropping. And Defensive errors just kept piling oh, up. They are so bad defensively. Mm-hmm. Like other than Buffalo and like that's it. Yeah, <laughs> probably really. the, like they're that bad. But and maybe even Detroit. I think they're Detroit might be a tiny yeah, bit worse, but who knows? Uh, it's just not looking good, especially after they officially got eliminated. By a New Jersey Devils team who lost 10 in a row. Yep. So that kind of says enough to... They don't really like teams season. having streaks. Buffalo, no. they had to let them snap it Yeah, first. no kidding. Like, they really know how to raise the bar for these bad teams. <laughs> like, here guys, come play against us. Come play against us. We're a peewee hockey team. Or peewee defensive core. Yeah. Uh, Hung over peewee yeah. defensive core. And... AHL backup goalie <laughs> and a decent NHL offense. Like, it's just been a nightmare season for them. But, I mean, maybe next year they'll make playoffs to keep the streak going of playoffs. Yeah. Not playoffs, not for eight years straight. Or Who knows? Maybe they'll win it. Maybe they'll win it. And, oh, that would be a big fuck you to everyone. Yeah, Carter Hart. Carter Hart wins Vesna yeah. next year after everyone said he's not even a starting goalie. Uh, <laughs> but. We'll see how that all goes next season. Um, next going on, the NHL announced they are going to host an All-Star game next season. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's I, fun. It's fun. It brings money in. It brings money in, which is the main goal right now, especially after COVID. 
uh, I love and I hate all star games because they're great because they are fun. Yeah, and you're entertaining to watch as a fan. Yeah, and you get um, to see players that wouldn't ever get to be on the same team. You know, like Crosby, OB and Crosby and OB, right? Yeah, exactly, and it, it's fun for the fans a lot of time, but it's. They players do it don't. Wrong. Players don't, don't really try too hard no, because they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get hurt. A lot of players just want the break, frankly. Yeah, um, which is the issue. They need to do something better with what the NBA does. They do probably the best All Star game in yeah. all the major sports because all the players want to be there. Um, obviously, there's a lot more money in the NBA right now. Yeah, and they so give them really a sufficient break. They they do so. I would like to see the NHL do that mm-hmm. because it needs to be worth it for the players. Like, exactly. Imagine Ovi doesn't win Gressy's goal record because he gets suspended for not going to All-Star games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he, he's two goals short because he decided like for two or three years he didn't want to play in the All-Star game and got suspended for a couple games. Like, I, if they don't want to go... I understand what the Angels doing, but like really, you shouldn't punish them. You don't. They don't just fill another player. Like yeah, that's exactly what the NBA did. The, when injuries came in, players were um, forced to not be able to play right away. They just filled in those yeah, spots. Yeah, and the Angel does that with injuries. It's just like I don't know. They need to do a better, a better plan for it that make the players want to play in the All Star game. That's the biggest issue. Nobody yeah. gives a shit anymore. Yeah. Um, and surely there's enough stars in the league to, to fill the slots. Yeah, and but also, though, it the big difference is, too, NBA puts a lot bigger of a... Players get ton, bigger contracts mm-hmm. because they made an All-Star yeah. game. It's a honor to be in yeah. the All-Star game in the NBA. Certainly. NHL, they don't. It really doesn't matter because they keep changing it so it benefits every team, mm-hmm. which I think is wrong. And a lot of players get snubbed that shouldn't. Like it, it, there's a lot of problems with the All Star Game, but money. So, <laughs> so that that's all it says. Um, as well as Patrick Waugh, he is looking to make a return to the NHL as either a coach or GM. Uh, didn't work out great the first time, so we'll see if he actually gets a job this time. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see if anyone bites on that. Uh. I'm really not sure. Yeah, Good I, I goalie, really don't know. Great goalie, but doesn't always. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, doesn't always translate. So we'll see how that kind of plays out down the road, as well as uh, a couple of players that are no longer playing for the regular season. So I'll I'll list some of the non-injury ones, then we'll get into Jordan's injury corner before we get into some of the milestones and our bigger talking points. So. uh we got Jonathan Druin, who is out for, uh, we don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's taking a leave of absence uh, for personal reasons. I, I really hope he's doing okay mentally. Your family is doing okay. Uh, I I don't. Know. I saw a bit of speculation saying it could possibly be rehab. Yeah, um, it, it very well could be. I'm not sure. I know yeah, a lot of players have demons. Um, yeah, exactly. Everybody, especially and, when you are in a position where you have a lot of money, and, have a lot of money, and, and more, and, and even worse, a lot of people that will not say no to you, right? Yeah, and like, he's also he also has a lot of he's he had a really high expectation coming to Montreal. He's a Quebec boy. He everyone who goes to Montreal, they think they deserve every player who's was born in Quebec. And when they do, they're like, this guy's going to be our savior. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, like, that's a lot of expectations. Like, yeah. Philip Deneau is a good hockey player, but he's not a first line, <laughs> scored 90 points a season player at yeah. all just because he's French. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. So, it, it's, I'm hoping it's it's nothing too, too serious with Drew. And obviously, like Jordan said, if it's rehab, that's just speculation. Yeah. We don't know. And I don't really want to yeah. put words in his mouth at all. Yeah, it could be something I with really his family. Could uh, it could be something, something else. I'm, I'm just, we're yeah. just wishing the best for him, and I really hope we see him in playoffs because yeah. he's he's a good hockey player. Yeah. he's not a first line player anymore, or what he was projected to be, but still a very good, very hockey, good. Play, hockey player. So, uh, uh, moving over to Andrew Shaw, he. Uh, he announced his retirement, which is very unfortunate because yeah. uh, he's so young. Only he 29. Only 29. Uh, it's because of concussions. And 
that man yeah those, said, those will do you he like, said his doctor for years now has been saying that he should stop playing and he said he finally had to listen to him so. yeah he said uh which is a the tough next call it's a make. very tough call he said the rest of my life is way more important than playing in hockey right now which you know which, what in the grand scheme of things it totally is no and, and even more hats off to the the courage to do that 100 yeah, percent. it is hard especially when you're at the point where you want it to be like your entire life being in the nhl yeah, and to be most people who play in the in the in the nhl dream of that since they were six years old or four years right. old right and and to be able to say right i did my it. health matters more than what i am doing now my family need me right yeah it's it, it's very it's very good i don't want to say it's very good that sounds really bad he made the right call because nobody call. wants him to be forced into retirement. He went out on his own terms mm-hmm. and he did it for his health and his family, which is great, but it's just really unfortunate because yeah. he's, he's a good hockey player. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a shame that head injuries are continually taking athletes out of the game earlier and earlier. Yeah. It, it's right. very unfortunate. And I'm, I'm hoping that it comes less and less of that. Obviously, it's it, it has started to become less and less yeah. and more with all these extra rules. Um, rules with equipment with, changes. Yeah, with equipment changes and uh, concussion protocols. Even if you bite your lip when you hit your chin on the ice, it's concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, which I think is... There's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. That's yeah. the problem with it is... And it's better that you're overly making overly, sure your yeah. guys are, are safe than underdoing exactly and it's just very unfortunate that we see uh you don't want it to be like football where guys are retiring at 24 because of head exactly and obviously football is a completely different animal um it's much rougher but it's yeah it's just different different types it's different types of injuries um it's a lot of head on head and it happens more frequently than hockey Mm -hmm. but no um so it's just, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, it's unfortunate that he has to force retirement. Um, and then one more retirement I want to put up before we go over to Jordan's injury corner here. Uh, Ryan Miller. So he's announcing his retirement after this season, which I'm, I'm not surprised about. He's, Huge I believe career. he's 39. What a career. Yeah. He, he was fantastic. He's won a Vesna before. Never got the cup, unfortunately. But pretty much anything else. Every, he's won a ton of. Uh, individual accolades, which yeah, is great. I believe Olympics as well. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if you won the Olympics, but I can't remember what the whole list is. I, I forgot to write it, write it down, but just a great career for Ryan Miller as he, he was an elite goalie for Buffalo. And I know we joke around about Buffalo a lot now, but when he was their starting goalie, oh, he was he absolutely was fantastic, unbelievable. And there's a reason why he was U.S. starting goalie in 2010 when Canada ended up winning the Olympics. Like, U.S. could have won that game because of him. He was so good, and it's just a great career, I might add. Like, to win a Vezina in Buffalo is pretty pretty impressive. (laughs) But, no. Uh, Anyways, I will throw it over to Jordan here, and he will go over his injury corner. Right. So to start with, we've got Dylan Larkin, who is officially going to miss the rest of the season with yeah. an upper body injury. Yeah, we talked about that last week a yeah. little bit. Um, we kind of speculated it might be, hoping it wouldn't. But Detroit's pretty much out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're official. I think they are officially eliminated now. But at this point, it's more important that he's a hundred percent healthy for next exactly. season. Exactly. Um, just take yet another step forward, and hopefully they can be a solid hockey team yeah. next year. So. Uh, Zach Bogosian out a minimum of four weeks with a shoulder injury. I think this one's also a precaution. Um, I think the hit looked bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe it was his upper body because his legs twisted like a stretchy band. Like I couldn't believe it, but it, it, it's upper body. And if hopefully he's back for playoffs because he's he makes that Leafs defense. He rounds it out well. So yeah, and he's a leader. Body, he's a leader. He'll fight anyone. He'll hit anyone. Yep. Like he's really, really good player. Yep. Especially someone you want on your team. Especially for playoffs. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, Silverberg underwent surgery to repair a torn labrum in his right hip. He'll be out for four to six months. Yeah, um, unfortunate. He's he's always been pretty riddled with injuries. Yeah, unfortunately. He's a good hockey player, too. It's really unfortunate because he's a very talented winger. But I don't know when's the last time he's played a full season. I don't know what to make of this one. I feel like he's not many injuries away from his career kind of yeah. being done in the NHL at least. Yeah, um, it's hard to come back from that many, especially especially big lower injuries. bodies. Big lower bodies kill you. Yeah, they add up. Like you need speed in this game, especially now more than ever. More than to ever. stay in the league. Yep. So, uh, it's very unfortunate. Hopefully, he makes a full recovery and is healthy next year. Because we sure know Anaheim needs some goal scoring help. Yeah. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers to miss the rest of the season, but he's hopeful to be back for playoffs. Yeah, um, I wouldn't doubt he'll play in the playoffs. He's probably going to be Winnipeg's second best player this year, behind obviously Connor Hellebuck, who's the arguably the best goalie in the NHL, maybe besides Vasilevsky. Um, no, he's it, it's unfortunate that he's out for the remainder of the season. It was a really big hit he took um, against the Leafs. And it was that whole talking point. If you, if you turned on TSN for a couple of days there, you would have heard it saying, oh, the Leafs are a dirty hockey team. Okay, we've been saying the Leafs have been soft for 20 fucking years. Yeah. You can't just flip the script because they get they fight back. Like, yeah. I think that was a bullshit statement by Maurice. Um, did they maybe step over the line a few times that game? Yeah, but it's hockey. It's mm. a contact sport. What else do you expect? Um, but hopefully he's back for the playoffs because he's definitely been their best forward this season. Um, so Noah Hannafin will require a season-ending surgery for his shoulder. Yeah, that's a, a tough blow that's for That's a the tough Flames. blow for the Flames, especially trying to make that push um, with Montreal sucking a bag of dicks right now. Yep. Hopefully they're trying to make it in, and they will be short one really good defenseman. Yep. So uh, hopefully, again, like he's he's not that old. He's like 24. Yeah, or, yeah I think he's yeah, 24. 24, I think. Um, he he's so he's a really solid player and he's got a lot of potential but he needs to stay healthy yeah so hopefully this is the last injury he gets because i know he's had a few injuries and i believe it's been his shoulder reoccurring multiple times i think it's the third time he's been injured that shoulder shoulder mm-hmm. so yeah hopefully it just doesn't um so not much information on this one but matt murray is out yeah, that's a weird one. Um, right as he was picking up again, he started playing so good, man. Yeah. Um, he was ro- rolling back the clock to twenty seventeen there and playing lights out hockey. And because he's he's a weird goalie, he's either gonna. He reminds me a lot of Flurry. His highs are extremely high. Mm-hmm. His lows fucking suck, and he might be out of the league bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really weird player. Like that, he's not a good regular season goalie. I will put that out there. I have yet to see him play one regular season, and I watch a lot of Penguins games where he did fantastic throughout eighty percent of the season, which is what you can ask for your starting goalie. Mm-hmm. But come playoff time, he's great. Mm-hmm. He he usually plays awesome in the postseason. So it, it's it's unfortunate. Hopefully, it's nothing too. Bad. I, I really don't know what's going yeah, on just there. Just a tough blow to the team. Tough blow because he's playing so well. Injuries. Yeah, lots of goalie injuries in Ottawa. So hopefully it's it's nothing too major and he can come back pretty soon. So, um, so Tanner Lasinski is going to miss sixteen weeks after successful surgery to fix another torn labrum in his right hip. Lots yeah. of torn labrums in hockey. Yeah, there's been a lot this season. Um, hips are a bad one. Once. Yeah, lots of quick turns. Quick turns. Uh, problem with hockey. Quick you, stops. You, you injure one side or whatever. Yeah, it kind of goes chain effect. Um, yeah. Look, Stamkos. Yeah. He, he broke his leg, then his knee, then yeah. his ankle. Like, yeah. And all on the right side. Yeah, like, it's one thing gets weaker, other things have to come. Yeah, your gait changes for exactly. half a second, and that can tear. Exactly. Anything, like, so. the, the first um situation that comes to my mind with in, an injury like that is with zion williamson when he came into the league in the nba he quickly got an injury and right away the pelican staff were rehabbing him so that he wouldn't were completely changing him so that he was going to be taking steps in the most or i guess like the least possible 
injury risking way right so he would be every move that he would be making he would be doing it in a way that he was at least protecting his body the best he can for sure Um, completely changing how he had to you know shoot how he would run yeah it's amazing what rehab will do um, oh, and just the sports technically. Yeah, hundred percent right? the sports science with it. Yeah. But but I think back in, in hockey terms, look at McDavid's injury. Yeah. We've forgotten about that already. Mm-hmm. Because I mean he, he didn't miss a game because of it. Um that's a big reason why. But he broke his knee or uh, part of his knee. I can't remember exactly what the injury was, but it was bad and we didn't hear a lot about it because he likes to be hush hush he doesn't like to be out in public very much and mm. he's very he keeps himself he yeah doesn't like modest I would very say. modest yeah so he uh but it turned out he had to go to like three doctors and he made the call saying i'm gonna rehab this and not get surgery yeah because rehab is better than surgery every day surgery yeah. is a quick fix yeah. not a long term yeah. fix rehab and, is is telling telling and teaching your body how to properly fix it exactly it it, it's strengthening it back up yourself and at it at the body's own pace it's not forcing it's not driving a screw in there saying you hold this in place for five more years and they'll probably go again so hopefully it's uh Hopefully it's nothing too major. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corpusalo will miss the remainder of the season with a lower body injury. Uh, yeah, that one's unfortunate, but the Blue Jackets kind of suck right now. Um, they got Merzlikens. It's not too big of a blow for the Jackets. I Hopefully saw... it's just nothing that will affect Corpusalo's career. I saw really something really sad, sad with uh, with Elvis there. He uh, mm. with the jumping the hug. Jump, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw so that. So sad that he did I, it without was... him, but. Yeah, because they they didn't get another win, unfortunately, before he got traded. Uh, they were on a big sk- a losing skit, which I think is better for the team. Frankly, they need a top pick. Yeah. Hopefully, they can get a center. Like if they can get yeah, Matthew Beniers, this is the draft to do. Hopefully, right. yeah, because anyone can go anywhere. Um, it's kind of a wild card draft. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of guys with a lot of potential and a lot of question marks. Yeah, just a lot of question marks throughout. Which it. is good and bad. Right? Good and bad. Um, question marks can be either great and they completely skyrocket. Yeah. Or you know they don't make the league. Yeah, hopefully for his sake they can. Uh, this talks about maybe Eklund. Um, I think Eklund would be a good pick for them. I think Matthew Beniers would be a great pick for them because he's got some high end all offensive upside. So uh, we'll kind of see. I mean, it also depends where they finish in the draft. So um, Adam Boquist is done for the season after breaking his wrist. Yeah, very tough one for Boquist. Young, mm-hmm. young player, and he is so good. He is such a good young offensive defenseman. Hopefully he can recover that pretty – recover from that really nice for next season because, man, Chicago's had just some really bad wrist injuries this year from their young players. Kirby Dak on Boquist now. Like, yeah. Very unfortunate, but luckily, eight games left. They weren't going to make it anyways. So. Uh, Carter Hart is going to miss the rest of the season with an MCL sprain in his left knee. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know what to say about I this think one. It's, it's not a lot. <laughs> you don't want anyone injuring themselves, or no. especially not their knee. But in all honesty, it's good that his season is done. Yeah, it, it, it was is. a bad. It was a season. very bad season, and I truly think he can bounce back. I sure. truly do. Too. I don't he's think he's young. gonna bounce back like over the top, like yeah, that's the candidate. But he's gonna be a number one goalie. Yeah, and I think in his future there is a possibility that he is a Vesna candidate because of course he, there is. Um, he's already shown flashes of that potential. Yeah, he has. Last year shown a lot. He was f- great. Yeah, and he was and very be- good at having a bad game and just instantly cake it's out of my memory next game yeah. and wins it which like, is huge right which is exactly especially as a goalie because it is it at the end of the day you are the one when you let you the are your worst in, enemy you feel yeah. like it was on you yeah it's it's a, a goaltender's mind is his worst enemy like yeah and that's why players can say anything in the world to them but if they just say to themselves i know i'm good like you have to be a bit of a narcissist, yeah. Like, slightly, they, they say a lot to, of goalies are weird guys. Yeah, and most and, in in hockey and soccer, especially yeah, especially just, hockey, just <laughs> weird guys. Uh, it's it's totally true. So hopefully he can just take this season, 
work with the goalie coach. Um, I know he trains with Tristan Jari in the off season, so hopefully they can make each other better. So yeah. Wins come back up again. Um, <laughs> no, um, it's he just needs to take the season, reflect, fix his head a little bit. Um, he needs to get it like screw a couple screws tightened up. Um, yeah. Nothing too major. Yeah. He just needs to get his confidence back, and yeah. I think he'll do that. Um, what I would love to see if the injury doesn't hold him out long too long, I'd love to see him on Team Canada for the Worlds because I think that's something that'd be huge to get his confidence back. Oh yeah, even some, as a backup goalie and play some games. Yeah, just having confident defenders. Having confident, yeah, exactly. Having people who actually know how to defend yeah. you would be a great start. So, um, anyways, the last few here um, from New York. So New York announced that Kreider and Lindgren are now considered day to day. So yeah, just small, uh, small things or small injuries, but at the stretch run, they're trying to push. It doesn't look like they're going to. Boston is the worst team right now in that division. Statistically, I should say they aren't, but um, statistically, they're doing the worst, and they're still amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the only team I can maybe see slip out is the Islanders, mm-hmm. but they always find a way. They always suck after the deadline. They pick up a big player and it doesn't work. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, this season Pajot's good. He was shit last year. After yeah, or like Jordan Everly. Yeah, like it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> they they bring in players, they suck, and then they sign them back, and next year they're good for them. Yeah. So uh, hopefully Paul Mary can fix that in the playoffs. But I'm not too worried about the Islanders. And the last one for New York again, Brett Howden tough one he's done for the season with a fractured foot yeah he's been he's had a rough go of it um he has a lot of potential and he just cannot can't catch a break yeah he can't catch a break and he's not taking that extra step like everyone's hoping he would everyone thought he should be at least a third line center and right now it's looking as a fourth liner at best yeah uh i don't know what to make of howden i know i watched him a lot in moose johnny is pretty good yeah he played for the warriors so yeah, he was but uh, I don't know. It, it it's a tough loss, but I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know about how. Hopefully, he can return next year and take a step forward. Frankly, um. So, anyways, that is our injury corner with Jordan. And uh, one thing I did want to mention about injuries, I forgot to bring back before we end it was. Uh, Malkin is set to return pretty soon, which is huge for the Penguins because they have been playing great and he hasn't been in the lineup. So imagine them with the thing with Malkin. So, um, and then I just got I got a couple more uh, milestone stuff to talk about, and then we got some bigger points to talk about like the TV deal and such. So, uh, let's uh, start off with we'll talk about some AHL news, some interesting stuff going on. So the AHL is having no Calder playoffs this year. Um, I think that's pretty. I, I'm not surprised one bit. Yeah. Um, and their next season is set to be from October to April, so yeah. a standard season for yeah. the AHL, which is good. Um, hopefully, trying to get back to normalcy. Apparently, with the AHL, they're allowing each division to set their own playoff type of whatever. Yeah. Um. I don't know how that works. It just won't be in the books i guess it'd be an exhibition i don't know i think that's really stupid to put that on the teams it's not their job their job is to find players to play in the ahl like yeah yeah i don't know why they're allowing that but i don't know it's really weird to me um but uh moving off the ahl i really don't have much else on the ahl frankly um we got rob brandamore uh i want to talk about this a little bit if the Hurricanes don't extend him, they're the dumbest franchise in the in the NHL starting next season. Frankly, he is a top five coach in the NHL without a doubt. I, I if there wasn't teams like Florida over playing better than they should, mm-hmm. or Pittsburgh, frankly, um, I know a lot of people had them to Minnesota. Miss Minnesota, I would have him to win the Jack Adams. Um, I think he's that good of a head coach. And look, if you're going to spend money, just don't spend it on a player and spend it on your coach. Because that's just as important. How much do you want to bet that Washington wishes they could go back and sign Trotz even though they said they wouldn't pay that much for him? 
the pe- teams don't understand that if you have a good coach and you get past the first round, if you play two rounds of playoff hockey, you pretty much get that money back yeah. in revenue. It's not a risky move to make for a good coach. Like, yeah. obviously, there's some cases where it is, but like if signing a brand new coach, for example, yeah. so if uh, Washington, since they're on my brain right now, they decide, oh, we're gonna go get um, uh, Tortorella. That and but we're but he's asking for like six million dollars, which is a lot for coaches. Um, that would maybe be a risky call. But when it's someone who's been there, proved he's a good coach, knows the guys, and gets the best out of a team. Yeah, and you've already seen that evidence. Yeah. Um, Carolina said they're not worried about an extension, but Brindamore said they're not even close. Um, because he wants more money because he's a good coach. Frankly, like yeah. just simple i can put it um they they need to get that done yeah they cannot let him walk i just want yeah. to talk about that especially carolina nope nobody would have thought carolina clinched playoffs but before tampa bay yeah. in that division and they're in first like and they're probably gonna finish first so yeah. it's just something they need to they need to do um and then finally, we got uh, the draft lottery is set to be June 2nd. So uh, we'll kind of figure out what teams that suck this year will get the mystery player that nobody knows who goes where. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I looked at a lot of different mock drafts and draft rankings. And different. first one, unanimously, pretty much is Owen Power. Um, but it's not a surprise if like someone like Dylan Gunther comes in and takes it. Yeah, It's... A mix match. The top fifteen could go any which direction, like so. We'll see how that kind of plays out, but uh, just some milestones throughout the league. Uh, just give the hats off to a lot of teams or players out there. So, start off with uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who clinch a playoff spot for a sports wide record of fifteen years straight, which is fantastic. Um, that's the whole Crosby era, <laughs> so that shows. It, that's just very impressive by any means of mm-hmm. a sports team to make it 15 years straight when there's a draft system involved. Yeah, that's the point of it. Is like they're not supposed to be dynasties not, for... Exactly. They're not supposed to be good. You're not supposed to have teams that are better, that are great for more than 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Nowadays. So just very impressive. And I wouldn't doubt if they make it a couple more years in a row, frankly. Like it could go either way. Um Moving on to some rookies, we got Quentin Byfield, who made his debut for the Kings this year, uh, or for last night. Another bucket list uh, skate, just like Caulfield, for yeah. his first one. Yeah, that was awesome. Seems uh, to be the trend see. this year. And no surprise, I mean, I would do it too. I don't blame him one bit. And I, I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately, so I didn't get to see how he did. I do know he was a minus one, but that doesn't show all the stats, yeah. obviously, so... Uh, he didn't do anything super special, but uh, moving on to another rookie, a Tampa Bay rookie, Alex Bear-Bulle scored his first NHL goal last night with a beautiful one-timer. And that's that's about it for, or you have another rookie, don't you? Uh, um, I can't remember if you put one down. Yeah, there was uh, Lukonen. Yeah. And then there was Zach Jones. Right. So yeah, they both got their starts. Um, also, oh, I forgot to put I, I just thought this off the top of my head. Spencer Knight comes the first goalie since like the 90s to win his first three NHL starts, which is fantastic because mm-hmm. he's 19 years old. Yeah. And he's a very good goaltender. And I'm still very confused on Florida because I don't know what they're doing with their goalies. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are. I, I mean, it's nice. They have three options, but. The one more that I did have was uh, a Sharks defenseman, Brinson. Pasichuk, I believe. Right. He makes his NHL debut, and apparently, I, I after doing just a little bit of research about him, he's had a very long road with his career battling with mental illnesses. Yeah, um, which is fantastic. Yeah, because he's battled all the way up. Um, not only is he is battling as a hockey player against hockey players to be a best hockey player, but he's doing it with this chip on his shoulder with you know the he's got something to prove exactly and, and it's just awesome to see um anyone battle their way into the nhl is great and and another hats off just the fact that he's been battling with yeah 
with his own issues and that aren't hockey related whatsoever yeah. and it takes courage just, it takes courage and it's very very impressive yep oh, excuse me um moving on to some some of the older players in the league um we have joe thornton who is seventh all-time in assists now as he got his 1100th career assist the other night which is great yeah that's so impressive he what a is career. such such a good career hall of famer I think without a doubt. Oh, best uncertainly. Pa- best passer in this era, arguably. Like, I don't see a point why. I don't see a reason why not. Too. What a beard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then moving on to a defense, a couple defensemen. We got Zdeno Chara as the fifth big D-man Z. to play 1,600 games. Uh, the big man. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of fucking games. <laughs> that's that's very impressive. I still don't know when he's going to retire. He has not decided. So he might be the next Yager, just defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> so He's big enough, so make yeah. sense. <laughs> um, and then another defenseman, Keith Yandel, mm-hmm. the soft daddy himself, yep. takes sole possession of second in the Ironman streak. Um, 915 games yeah, played. Um, which I think is higher now because I think he played the other yeah, night. So I think more. it's like 16 or 916 or 917. Um, which is impressive. If you don't know what the Iron Man streak is, it's the longest consecutive game streak. Yeah. Um, and then it is. There, and what makes this one more impressive to me is not long ago, he got a puck in the mouth, and he had a game back to back game the next night, and he got his teeth like all fixed that day. Surgery quick, put a bucket on it, went on the ice. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. So kept that streak alive, and obviously there was the. Rumors this start of the season, Florida wanted to get rid of him and all this, and he's not good enough to play on our team. And what does he do? He comes in and scores like a point per game pace for the first yeah. like fifteen games or something, and shows he is still one of the better offensive defensemen. Yeah, and, and it is truly underestimated how valuable it is to have a guy who can be in there night in and night out. Oh, hundred percent. And he he's been always been a very good hockey player. Um. I think he maybe could have been a little better, <laughs> but he likes to have fun, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that one bit. Um, he's still had a great career, and yes, yeah, it's still it's still to come, still more to come. Yeah. And then uh, finally, uh, wouldn't be a Catching the Ice podcast if I didn't talk about Sidney Crosby. So he is third all time in to start a career with sixteen straight point per game seasons. That's fucking unbelievable. Like, we forget how good he is because he doesn't play as many games in most seasons. And that's the only other two people to have done that. Wayne Gretzky, Gordie Howe. That's it. Like, that's a big name to be up there with. And nobody thinks of him as a big scorer because there's been a couple seasons he had 50 points. But... That seasons he's had like forty games played, and this year again he's been arguably one of the best players. I think he's if if Mark Stone doesn't win the Selkie, I think it has to go to Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any doubt between that because the Selkie is just a runner up MVP trophy pretty much um, for forwards. But to finish off though, an even bigger name, Nick Dowd. Oh yeah, three hundred career games. What an absolute beauty that guy is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, such a top player in the league. Yeah. Um, absolute beauty. Yeah, Nick Dowdy's uh, he's three hundred though. Is three hundred is pretty good. Um, because that's that's a couple seasons under yeah. his belt. It's like six seasons or four yeah. or five. Um, yeah, he worked his way to the league. He's done fairly well. Just a bottom line guy, but three hundred games. That's yeah. that's a good good career. Uh, and then finally, moving on before we talk about our longer points, uh, just a couple signings, extensions. Uh, the Hawks re-signed Riley Stillman to a three-year, four point zero five million extension, which is an average annual of one point three five million. And then also Minnesota re-signs Ryan Hartman to a three-year, five point one million dollar contract, which is an average annual value of 1.7 so uh a couple of just good contracts good contracts 
not bad. Uh, what you depth. expect yeah, for contracts right now, too. Um, Hartman's is a little bit pricier than I would have thought, but mm-hmm. he's not a bad player at all by any means. He can play up and down the lineup. Uh, Riley Stillman, the Hawks just like what they've seen from him already. Um, he was in the trade earlier with Florida. So just just some small extensions yeah. to just, finish it out. Yeah. Just making certain that those those bottom guys are staying. And so that that's all the signings we have. And now we'll kind of talk about some more points here. Uh, let, let's start it off with the best player in the NHL right now, Connor McDavid. Holy shit. He actually has a chance to get 100 points this year. And if that's unbelievable. Yeah, especially uh, in this season. Especially this season. Especially with how good other players are. Like, he is the best offensive player of all time yeah. already. I, I'm, I'm going to say he's going to be the best offensive player. I'm not going to say anything greatest player of all time. Yeah, or the greatest. You need, you need cups. You need to be good in your own end. Yeah. You need to... There's yeah. a whole to bunch of intangibles. Great, to be the greatest player, you have to have played a career. Yeah, exactly. You have to have played a career and you have to have won. Yeah. Not one. More than one. Like... You can't let like, Ovi will never be considered the greatest because he's only had one cup. That's one of the biggest reasons he won't. Yeah, but um, he will be considered the greatest goal scorer. Yeah, for sure. But he's proved that. Yeah, he's officially proved that, and he got his cup. And but, he earned it. Yeah, and he earned it. It's just certain stuff like that. The only reason I guarantee you, Crosby would not be being compared with Gretzky if he didn't win three cups. If he won one cup mm-hmm. his whole career, wouldn't even be in this conversation i bet mm-hmm. like i he'd be in the conversation maybe like top 15 all time or whatever so but offensively straight mcdavid greatest player yeah. like like we said earlier in the podcast in the past like 12 games he is on a point per period pace that is unbelievable yeah it's just ridiculous like i i know people i played with like as youth hockey that couldn't do that and they were very good like that's unreal how good he is and he's just so much better than everyone offensively yeah. and I, I i just kind of wanted to talk put a, a note on that because in 56 games to get that many it's almost two points per game pace yeah which is unheard of yeah since gretzky so uh just very very impressive from him uh, I do want to talk about the Calder Trophy race a little bit because, wow. Uh, Jason, we've already talked a little bit about him, but Jason Robertson might actually win this. Yeah. If Dallas wins the... I, right now, Dallas makes playoffs, I, I might give it to him. Right now, at this moment, I would give it to him. The, the only reason I don't give it to him, and it, it's a very small reason, is... I think Karel Kaprizov has done more for his team. Yeah, more than of an impact. And he has changed that offense no, completely and made it. Ex- they, he's made Minnesota he exciting yeah. to watch. He and took they, over yeah, offense. he did. They've never been exciting to watch. So it's yeah, it's maybe. very impressive to me. He's done that, and I don't want to hear anyone out there saying, "Oh, but he's twenty three. He's a rookie. He's Doesn't a matter. rookie. He's a first year." There's. I'm going to put it in a different way. If a college player play, decides to say he's a first top five pick, but he decides, I'm going to play all four years in college, and he comes in when he's 22, 24, whatever the age he comes in and plays at, should he not have the chance to win the Calder? If he's Canadian, we'd all be like, oh, he's going to win. He should win. He's the best player. Who cares if he's 25 or 24? Mm-hmm. Nobody would care. But because he's Russian, or because he's not Canadian, people don't care. Or, or people care that about the age. And I think that's so stupid. Um, there was a guy came in when from Russia when he was 31 for his first season. He dominated the KHL, decides to come over to Russia, and dominates the NHL. What does he do? Wins the Calder. They had to change the rules because of that. Now it's an age limit of 25. People made a big deal about it. They changed it for a reason, 25. It should stay there. Yeah, it should. That's fair. Yeah, because It takes people longer sometimes. And there are 
athletes who have attachments to organizations. Like, yeah, and it could be something as if we had said this instead, um, which is an awful scenario to put it in, but if Kaprizov was supposed to come over when he was 20, let's say, let's say that's when he was ready to make the NHL pretty much, but he couldn't because he had to take care of his family. Like, let's say his dad was sick yeah, back and he had to take care of back in Russia, stayed in Estra four years, then he came over and won rookie of the year. Would anybody be complaining that he took so long to come over? Not a single person. No. Because the age doesn't matter. No. And that's the whole premise I'm trying to get across yeah. is... At the end of the day, he has not played in the NHL before, so therefore yes. he is a rookie. Yeah, he has not played the minimum games to qualify as a rookie in the NHL, so he he's eligible. Yeah. And and that's just the rules, guys. Like, like, I can think of an example with the Lakers. They had, um, I think his name was Andre Ingram. He was a 31 or 32 and he made his debut for the Lakers as a rookie at 31 or 32. Still a rookie. Still a rookie. rookie. He isn't deemed 18 to 22-year-old that makes his first debut. No, it's, it's your first game. It's somebody who has season. not played in the league before. Exactly. Um, so I, I think those arguments are stupid. Yeah, I agree. Um, that is the only reason why I put Kirill, though, above of Robertson. Is I think he's just been such an right. important More player. More impactful. Plus, we don't even know if Dallas is going to make playoffs officially. I, I think they will. I really do. And I'm a big Robertson fan. I think he has been great and underrated, underrated throughout yeah. a lot of the season. And yeah. I've been following him very quietly for the past couple of months, mm-hmm. about two months now, when I heard how good he had been playing. But nobody talks about Dallas because they're all injured right now. Yeah. And all their stars are out. Um, speaking of that, Tyler Sagan is back on the ice and looks going to return really soon, hopefully before the playoffs. So that's big for Dallas. But no, uh, I just kind of want to talk about that because I remember a couple podcasts ago we talked about, well, the Calder Trophy is going to be won in Minnesota, whether it's Kakinen or Kuro. Yeah. And there's other players that I think have surpassed Kakinen maybe. Like yeah. Nijelkovic, I, I think he needs some some credit. He has like a 950-some save percentage. Mm-hmm unbelievable for Ridiculous. a rookie because he's like 20 and but I don't know if he's eligible he's also only played like 20 some games so it's really not a big enough sample size so but there's other rookies that have been doing great but I think those two are the top yeah, two are that the, should win it um, the highlighting ones so we'll kind of see about that um, and before we get into a TV deal I kind of want to talk about the deadline um some of these pickups have looked real good for teams. Um, first one I want to talk about, Taylor Hall. Uh, wow. He looks like he's enjoying playing hockey again. Yeah, he does. He has been great. Um, yeah. That goalie scores on the end of the Krejcic toe drive. Yeah, that oh. Krejcic play was insane. Um, he scored a brilliant goal against Pittsburgh the other night. And he's looked really good, and he's looked like his former self. And yeah. I know everyone, including me, I, I question whether you'd be good. But it makes but sense. He has something to work for. He has now. something to work for, and go look at his shooting percentage because that's exactly He's what I said. Shots. He's taking more shots. He had he averaged two shots a game for Buffalo. He before that he was averaging like ten. Like that's a big drop off. Yeah. Like it that makes the world a difference. And it's because Buffalo played in their own end ninety percent of the time. No, and and I can honestly say as an athlete, the more shots you get in a game, even if you're not scoring. The more confident you feel. Oh, get. yeah, and the better you feel. Yeah, the like, more opportunities to score you get, the better you feel. Even and the more you want in. to score, the hungrier you get. and it, it That's just how it works. Yep. You need to get your reps in before. No player should just, unless your name is Connor McDavid, should just come into a game, walk around everyone, and score just because yeah. they want to. Like, it, it usually doesn't happen like exactly. that. Sports so. are a mix of natural talent and hard work. Yeah. Natural talent only gets you, I would say personally, 60% of the way. Yeah, it, it'll get you to the league, but it won't get you past yeah. what you, you have to work. Best player I can use an example for that this year, Pierre Engvall. He is one of the most talented players I've ever seen. In, in I shouldn't say ever seen. He's one of the most talented players in for, as a top six. He has the talent to be a top six player. It's not that he doesn't necessarily work hard. He's not. His brain doesn't process it fast enough. But physically, he's the most talented. Mm-hmm. 
And another player, someone like Phil Kessel, like he does work hard. He uh, he's an underratedly does work hard, um, but he doesn't care as much about his body weight, and he's a little bit bigger than he probably trainers would want him to be. Because yeah, I'm sure he's, he's just so that. talented. He's got one of the best releases in the NHL. Like, yeah, and he enjoys his life. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's just a big thing. If you can work harder than your talent. You'll go places. Yeah. You will go places. And unless you are one of the worst players ever. <laughs> like, talent-wise, you still need to know how to, like, yeah. do uh, certain things. But A great example of that is Cristiano Ronaldo. He's truly the perfect example of that. Yeah, he, remember... he became one of the best footballers of all time now because he worked his fucking yeah. ass off. I remember Rio Ferdinand, um, one of the all-time great England defenders for uh, Manchester United. He was saying... Um, when Ronaldo first went to Manchester United, his shots were all over the place. He had a lot of power, but not a lot of accuracy. Yeah. And uh, he would get frustrated with himself. And he would walk off on his own with his head down. And apparently Rio would be like, oh, Ronnie, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he would just go off on his own. And it turns out what he was doing, he was taking a bunch of balls and he was going. And he was shooting on his own. And he yeah. was practicing and he was practicing and he was practicing. And now, after all that practice, he's one of, if not the greatest, to ever play the sport. Yeah, he's probably the greatest goal-scoring striker of all time. Um, I don't think that's very hard to, to argue, at to all. argue with yeah. at all. Um, but no, it's it's very important for that. And, and in the NHL, um, I know I'm going to sound like TSN here, um, pumping his tires a bit, but Austin Matthews, he... He has done wonders this year. He's been so good this year, and not just at scoring goals. I used to credit. I used to be very, or uh, very hard on him, saying he didn't work hard enough. He's bad in his own end. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think he's a good two hundred foot player now. Yeah. And, and he worked for it. And that comes from practice. There's there's been times this year Freddie Anderson's been hurt, and he stayed an extra forty minutes after practice just to shoot pucks on him. It helps himself. It helps Freddie. Like it's stuff like that that turns you into, first of all, a leader. Yeah. And second of all, a, a better player. Yeah. All in all. Like, and that's the thing when you, you put the time in. When you know, because when when you're a star, you know you're a star. Yeah. There, like, there's no way you're going to be a good or great, honestly, player in the league and not know it. You will know it. The next level is is taking that stardom and that skill and putting it into leadership yeah and and i think that shows a great deal of leadership to stay after especially with someone who would be considered a leader on that team i'm sure freddie Anderson is a huge leader on that team definitely is and yeah no it's it's just very impressive and it's what you want to see in your players it's exactly what you want to see there there's not you you typically will see it a lot more canadians because we're so passionate about hockey but the I remember reading stories. Crosby would get up at 6 a.m. and drive to the rink with all his gear on and practice for six hours. And he would do these bag skates by himself, which which is insane. Nathan McKinnon, yet another one. He was so wanted to be thought of as I work hard, I try hard, that he went to this very big trainer. uh, uh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is O'Brien. People probably know who he is. Um, and the guy told him, he's like, Kate, do high knees right now, uh, back and forth. So he did, he did them for 30 minutes straight because he didn't want to ask him, do you want me to do something else? He wanted to show him a hard worker and his first year in Colorado, he did the workout they're supposed to do during the day before anyone even showed up. And cause he wanted to get done early. Then when people start showing up after he's finishing, he did it again because he didn't want to show, oh, I'm first overall pick. I'm too good for this. He wanted to show like, I work hard too. He did the training twice that so they're only supposed to do once a day mm-hmm. just to show his dedication to the sport. And that's literally what turns you, like yeah. you said, into from a good player to a great player. Yeah, so, because you can, you can come in with all the talent in the world, but if you have the attitude, oh, I'm too good for this, Oh, I'm better than everybody else. I don't need to practice. I don't need to try. I don't need to defend or no. whatever. 
you won't get better. You will only get worse. You will be a detriment to your team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, th- I think we should move on because mm-hmm. we're running a little long on the podcast here. So we'll talk about the TV deal really quick to finish off this podcast. Uh, if you haven't heard, the NHL and Turner Sports have reached a seven-year media rights deal. Uh, it entails, so it obviously it goes into the 2027-28 season. And just trying to find the money here. It is approximately $300 million they're receiving. Or, sorry, it wasn't $300 million. It was a little bit less. It was a $230 million. Uh, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money for secondary rights, I might add. Turner Sports have, this is their isn't like the main the main rights. american yeah um because nbc has a, had a lot of broadcasting for uh the penguins it, it art for the for hockey you know the penguins but no it, it's very good i think it's a great great deal because what the nhl needs to do and what they've been wanting to do is expand yeah. their the sports. more the league grows and expands and the more more fans, fans that over, come. and especially the more fans all over the uh-huh. more global yeah. oh. the game becomes the better the better and, and the more money yeah frankly yeah it's it, you'll see the salary cap rise and this tv deal might be huge news by the way to a lot of big giant teams are already good so teams like tampa bay toronto uh who else is up against the cap i guess technically edmonton are up against the cap um, teams like that who are really stretched thin love this because they that means the cap they said the cap won't go up for another four or five years i think it might be less than that now with this deal yeah um as long and as well as this deal they finally get some personality in the yeah. sport which it's desperately needed yeah um there's I, i'm not sure who's gonna get it all the offer the deal someone i'm not i would not be surprised if gets offered is uh paul bissonette of spitting chicklets he, he is so funny and would be perfect for that but just getting characters like Shaq, and yeah and then all yeah on people this. that are not only globally known for what they did in their own careers but also just as a character just characters everybody and loves Shaq. i mean 100 a Shaq is an amazing extremely ter- charitable sorry and humble person but besides yeah. that Shaq is just really funny. Yeah, and that's and what that's what the league needs. It gets really stale at times with hockey, and yeah. that's a big criticism of the media. That yeah, um, stats, there's a, a big reason analytics, why that type of thing yeah. is nice. But like at the same time, you also want to see people laughing with the faces of the well, league. And that's just it. And that's why I wanted to make this podcast. Um, that's why I want it to be fun. I don't want it to. I don't care if you guys don't take this that seriously. I really don't because yeah. I don't even take myself that seriously at all. I I just want people to enjoy listening about hockey, and maybe get some new fans in the arena. Like nothing is more exciting than turning some of your friends into a fan and the best example i got right now is my co-host here uh jordan didn't know a whole lot about hockey a couple years ago and i helped get him a lot more into it now look we're two hosts of a podcast (laughs) that we really don't deserve the right to have but my knowledge of hockey was limited to 2007 2008 nhl yeah so his favorite player of all time was mike green because he scored 30 goals that year green Bobby Lou. Yeah. So, like, it's just super exciting to get new fans. And that's what we need. We need people to... New fans to love the game. And the bigger problem is it needs to be more worldwide. We need to have more countries that are elite. As much as I love Canada winning every year, and it's so fun to watch your team win all the time, it's not good for the sport, like, frankly. We need other competitors in there. And it's it's just very important for more globally spread out for the NHL. And I think this TV deal is going to be great for it because of that. It, like we just said, more more people in it. Like, we see it with Kevin BXL a little bit and Anthony Stewart. Yeah, uh, I think Kevin BXL is a great... He's awesome for it, but it's not the same humor. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more dry of humor. And you which... want a variety of that, of course. 100%. Because different people like different types of humor. Yeah, it, it's very, very different. 
Yeah, like you said. Yeah. Just different types Some of Some people like the, the funnier characters that are over the top. Other people like the... Very dry the sense of satire, the, the sarcastic... Exactly. So, we'll... Uh, I, I, I'm just hoping that they can get a really good lineup for the NHL. And this could be a big move. Um, I will probably do a little bit more research on the TV deal. I didn't have much time to get it all done. I, I just got a little bit of the money involved. Um, but I know there's certain levels of uh, how do I, the Stanley Cup is going to be on one network and then switch to another one because it's a multitude of all different networks. So I will try to get a little bit more information on that when I... Yeah, as it comes out. As it comes out more. So, uh, but that is the podcast for this week. Uh, go follow our social medias on Twitter, Instagram, uh, email us at thecouchonice at gmail.com. I still have not checked it, but you still Hell, can email us. If you want, we will make a MySpace account if you oh, want. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll turn back the clock for you uh, 80-year-old people that are listening to this podcast, and we'll make a MySpace page. So, stay tuned, check it out, and we'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one.